If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Is on the hotline. Yeah. All right. Then let's go to the hotline and welcome to this show the great actor John Lithgow. Mr. Lithgow, how are you, sir? Good morning. How are you? It is a pleasure to talk to you. I got to tell you, we're all different guys and girls here from different age groups, and we could not pinpoint which John Lithgow role over the years. What a what a fine uh, career you've had playing all sorts from comedy to psychopaths to straight dad. You are you are one of our generation's finest actors, sir. Well, thank you. That's a nice way to begin my morning. <laughs> I mean, that. really, we were, we were just trying to... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. <laughs> we were, I was just saying, we were trying to pinpoint... I was saying, even in a small part, like, uh, This is 40 is one of my favorite movies. I think it's one of the most perfect ah, movies. Great. And you play such a smarmy dad, doesn't want to... You know, like, you, you, like, in that small role, you feel what a terrible dad you are. <laughs> oh my God. Well, God... I'm so glad you brought up This is 40. I don't hear that often enough, but that really is a great film. Yeah. Um, yeah I just saw uh, The King of Staten Island, Judd Apatow's most recent film and most serious film, really. And nobody gives him credit for being a, a, a filmmaker with such a great emotional center. So I'm glad you brought that up. I am 50 years old now. I'm 50 years old now, but when that movie came out, this is 40. I was in my mid 40s, married with two kids, and I don't. I told Judd Apatow on the show, I don't think that anyone has ever captured what that, the reality of what that age and life is like, like yeah. that movie has. Yeah, it was great. No, um, he's 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 a treasure. You have a new book out called A Confederacy of Dumpties, Portraits of American Scoundrels in Verse. It goes on sale yesterday, I believe, and I will tell you, I don't know what this is about fully besides the title, but I will tell you that the great comedian Colin Quinn forced me to read a book called The Confederacy of Dunces, to which I still hate uh -huh. him for making me waste my time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this... This book is so much better. Okay, good. <laughs> no, no, it's the third in a trilogy of, uh, of political humor, of satirical doggerel verse on the subject of uh, our most recent former president. Uh, and the, the, the first two sort of took on just about every member of his administration, almost all of whom had been fired or quit or resigned or were driven from their offices. Before yes. the books came out, that's just that's kind of the signature uh, fact of the Trump administration. When this one sort of dispenses of Trump in the very first poem, the first of twenty-one poems, and goes back in history and has a look at all of his precursors, all the dumpties who came before, <laughs> uh, and uh, it was just, it, it, I, you know, I really did not want to write another of these books. The subject had just drained me and these poems are not easy to write by any means if yeah. you try writing that much meter and rhyme but when i hit on this idea i was very excited by it it was a completely different look at at 
uh, sort of this this particular strain in American politics and life. So off I went doing research into the 19th and 20th century, very much guided by my wife, who's a history professor from oh. UCLA. Well, that so, makes it easy. Yeah, but it's it's still it's still uh, it's still wit and verse and very funny. But you, it's, uh, it also takes you through history. Do you ever worry? Uh, clearly, I would think at your age and your uh, accomplishments, you probably don't care. But do you ever worry about uh, doing stuff like this? Uh, that half of the uh, half of the audience gets mad at you from from mocking the guy. I mean, I I I love a good joke. I don't care who it's on. I love I love to read about it and hear about it. I don't care who it is. If it's funny, it's funny. But do you ever worry about people turning against you because they can be pretty vicious? I I. I wouldn't say I worried. I certainly thought about it, but I, I, I myself look. I, I'm. You just rattled off some of the things I've done in my life. It, it's always been in the nature of exploring every side of human nature. I really, I really was fascinated by these people, and nobody else seems to agree. But I think that it's basically an empathetic book. If you read between the lines. Uh, I really do. Under, I, 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 it's like I under, I want to understand what in the world just happened. Yeah. How this country <laughs> became so divided, so fast. Yeah, uh, and and to just sort of, I mean, it's the role of a satirist to just look at what he sees the way he or she sees it, and try to make fun of it. Uh, uh, in a way, it's inciting. It's inciting communication and discussion in a completely different way. Yes, and unfortunately, some people don't understand that. They think the minute you take a side that you're in, or that you make a joke or you make a comment that you're the worst person ever and they want to fight with you about it. Uh, John Mulaney, who's a very funny comedian, likened the Trump presidency to a horse being trapped in a hospital. <laughs> he said... Yes. I don't, I remember that. <laughs> the next day I woke up and you're like, is the horse still in the hospital? How did this happen? <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. Well, uh, I mean, Trump himself, I, you know, I think even his supporters would agree. I mean, Trump is a, he's a, he's not a happy man. Yeah. He's a man consumed by anger and grievance. Uh, and a lot of people identify with that and back him for that very reason. But I think he's a troubled man and I do have a certain empathy for him. I mean, Read the book. Yeah, you will see. He he is thrashing around in desperation a well, lot me, of the time. Let me remind. And I have a certain amount. I, I have a certain amount of empathy for that. The problem is, it does to me. It does a lot of damage to our democracy and society. So uh, the, that's the, my point of view. And people can either buy the book to laugh at it or to burn it. <laughs> the book is A Confederacy of Dumpties, Portraits of American Scoundrels in Verse, which is by John Lithgow, the great actor who is joining us now. Uh, before we let you go, because I know you have a lot of press to do today, uh, uh, will there be, I mean, when as soon as they announced that Dexter was coming back, the idea of how they can work you into the uh, series, whether it be through visions or something like that, do, can you say, do you have anything to do with the new Dexter? I am under actually a legal obligation to say absolutely nothing. But you can speculate just as much as you like <laughs> as to get people interested. <laughs> I, must, I will say, I, yes, I did, re, I did go and work on Dexter, and I had a fabulous time doing it. That's all I'll say. 
Fair enough. And before we let you go, uh, we all threw out our favorite Lithgow roles. Do you have a Do you have a favorite? Do you want to be one that you want to be remembered for the most? Oh gosh. Well, it's I, I usually I usually think of the most recent. Really? In this case, I think Winston Churchill in the Crown. Yeah. Uh, it, it's certainly one of my recent real thrills. That was a, a, a great job, and uh, I didn't think I was particularly special in it, but everybody else did. So well, that's that's what counts. <laughs> Anyway, that's it's but it's been an interesting time. I, I loved your introduction. Well uh, you're, you seem to dis- you you seem to describe an actor who simply can't decide what he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, we thank you for all your work over the years. congratulations on the third book and uh it was a pleasure talking to you today, sir. It's great to talk to you. I say hi to Tampa for me. Will do. Have a good day. The great John Lithgow, everybody. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye. Um well, what a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, he's fantastic in in as Churchill. Uh, I thought he would go Garp or one of those things that he's like, you know, you look at him, you're like, or, or you know, nobody's going to say TV, but that Third Rock thing is will last forever. I was hoping he'd say Lord Farquaad. Fark- 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 yeah. 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 I mean, uh, they, the more we talk about it, the more we think of things that he's been yeah, in. Yeah, he probably made a ton so of money on that. Yeah. Here's one I don't think we even talked about, uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, where he's the father. Oh, yeah. And he's so yeah. good, yeah. So great in there. And then, of course, that bombshell movie, Roger Ailes, he played yeah. Roger Ailes. Oh, yeah. I, te- I, te- I, te- I texted you that while oh, he was talking. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Don't forget he played Roger Ailes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still say the Trinity Killer is one oh, of the best villains in the history of TV. Yeah. yeah. So good. Again, I never watched Dexter, but I know the impact of I mean, that it, just from hearing everybody talk about phenomenal it. Phenomenal on that. I think I'm going to have to watch Dexter. It's worth it. Yeah. yeah. I think, but see, my problem is my wife talked to me about it so much that I think I know. So, but it's same thing with like it, but, if I'm watching Game Game of Thrones and Red Wedding comes on. I didn't see it the first time, and I know what I know what's happening. So I'm not. Gonna it's be, still good though. It's yeah. even if you know what's coming, it's good. The the best was the Red Wedding day. Everybody came in. They were like, oh, and I'm like, what? And they're like, oh, nothing. We can't. Yeah. They don't want to ruin it. We don't want to say anything. And I'm like, what? It's one of those things. It's so good. You don't. You want somebody to have the same reaction you did when you yeah. saw it. Yeah, yeah. I, I will watch. I've seen clips of Dexter. I mean, I will watch it. I understand it's a. It's a great show, and I'm glad it's coming back because yeah. the the people who were uh, big fans were unhappy with the ending, but they did leave the ending open to where it could come yeah. into something, and rarely does that actually happen. Uh, you know, that, speaking of uh, Game of Thrones, did you guys see I sent you the uh, teaser for House of the Dragon? Oh, yeah, we, we were watching it after the show yesterday. Prequel, yeah. yeah. Which is another thing I think that... Uh, uh, that prequels are a good idea if you can't make a sequel to something. Yeah. Sopranos, it's a uh, it's a good idea. <laughs> I don't want to watch AJ go out and be a young punk gang thug. I I would rather watch a prequel of of the life of Johnny Soprano mm-hmm. and Junior Soprano, not this Dicky Maltesante that ruined all of mm. our lives. <laughs> ruined last Friday for me. Uh, why couldn't they put John Lithgow in that movie? It would have oh, been a ton better. So yeah. much better. I, I, by the way, I, I want to point this out because I'm thinking it while I say it. I don't. Uh, I, I supported Trump, and I, you know, would much prefer him to be the president right now than the current president that we have, and I have no problem saying that. I also love to laugh at him. That's yeah. the thing. So when I'm talking to a guy who wrote a book about him and I'm agreeing with him and laughing, I don't want you to think I'm being two-faced. I'll tell you exactly how I feel. I, I feel like he was would be a better president, and he would have been much better for the country had he been toned down a little bit in the Twitter and the other stuff that we've said a million times. But I do I do uh, support him, and I do think that he would be better than what we have now. And, and by the way, so do you people, because I opened up the phone lines last week and said, 
tell me one thing that Joe Biden has done, or since it, not even Joe Biden himself, because I don't think he's a bad guy. I just think he's a little old. Uh, but tell me one thing that during his administration we've said has gotten a lot better. Things are better. There's nothing. Is nothing has gotten better. It seems like everything either got a little bit worse or is about the same as it was before. Yeah. That's that's it basically. So all right, seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five or eight hundred seven seven one one zero two five are the phone numbers. If you'd like to call the show, which you rarely do, and if you do, it's usually you asking for tickets for something, and then things go sour. Um, Why are you doing this? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm Every saying not time. to, Carmen. I'm saying not. I'm saying not to do that. No, you're not. No, I don't want people to call and ask for for tickets. In fact, before the show's over, we'll play a game or something. And we'll give some stuff away. I just don't want it to. I don't. I'm just saying. Uh, oh. I get long-winded sometimes, and I forget to take phone calls. And then after a while, people just stop calling. So I'm letting them know that now is the time. <laughs> Carmen's waiting for you. No. Did you see uh, um, this? I think is genius. If my neighbor to the left of me say kills his wife, and it becomes a national news story, I got a deal now with the national news being out in front of my house every day and i got to drive past news trucks and people and people invading my privacy and on my lawn because of this guy and um i don't want it i don't want to have anything to do with it i'm mad about it and that's it well brian laundry's parents neighbors are doing the right thing they are selling their driveways <laughs> to the news media and i'm like that's the way to do it. Yep. If they're going to be there anyway, you might as well make some money off yeah. it. It's like parking for the box yeah. you know, yeah. around the stadium and stuff oh. with a bunch of different houses. They're like, yeah, park in my driveway, 40 bucks. So, but yeah, you're getting way more than 40 bucks. Like, what do you think the going rate is for CNN bucks. to sell? Oh, no, no. no way. I read bucks. there was one, they were charging $3,800 a week. Perfect. To, yeah. Just to be able to be in their yard. Yes. And they set up their live shot from their yard. This is what I would do. Um, so years back, I had a family uh, situation. There was a, a, an accident, and the news kept reporting on it. And um, I had I, I, first time I, I found a news person in the garage, and I almost killed him. I literally chased him to the car and almost killed him. And then we agreed that anytime anybody needed to talk, they would call me, and I'd set it up, or we'd say we can't do it. Nobody's to come into the house and do that stuff because I would end up killing somebody. Now my new plan is if I ever do anything where the media has to come here. What's the best way to keep them away? I just turn my goddamn sprinklers on. Yep. Oh, yeah. I aim all my sprinklers uh, out, and I turn them on high, and I go, hey, good luck on the lawn. And yeah. you send Joe out there to yell at him, like, yo, yeah. oh, oh, curmudgeon, oh, get out my lawn, right. kids. Yeah. You're in the wrong house. Or do something else on them. <laughs> then you yell at the protesters in St. Pete when they're coming down the street? Oh, oh yeah. What, did you? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, you're yeah. crazy. He's a mighty force, Joe. Yeah. He's not a mighty force. The construction guys? I yell at yeah, the construction what? guys, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I always did yell at the construction guys. What did you say to the construction they're guys? They're trying to, they cause like a sinkhole in front of our house where the, the like the manhole covered the, all the cement around it caved in. Right. And they were working out there uh, when they, they had a street blocked off and they were making a bunch of noise. And we parked and Joe's going out there and goes like, what are you guys just going to sit on my wall? Huh? <laughs> just sitting on my wall hanging out? Uh, but, uh, yeah, but that was, that was like you know that was like the second week it I mean, was they, it you know, was yeah this is the old curmudgeon yeah there was like a mishap and then they had to come back. <laughs> well they they ruined it and then they brought a backhoe in yeah. and they the guy driving the backhoe backed it up too far and caved in yeah. all the work that they had just done the week before <laughs> Are you serious? yeah so they had to do it all yeah. over again so i was talking to uh, joey joey from templar was here during the break and we were talking about people who 
people who talk about you and you know get under your skin and how I've become just completely resilient to that. I don't I'm not affected by listening to people. I listen to people that I respect and I take criticism very well and I learn from it. But for the most part if you're some scumbag that I don't know any of that I don't care. I just blow it off and it doesn't matter. And people say that and then they take a, the home those problems, but I'm not that guy. I don't care. If you say something to me, you know, uh that I care about or if you're somebody that I that I like or admire, that's a different story. But um like I remember one time Years and years and years ago, we did a parody. Uh, I didn't do it. I think Moose wrote it, and we played it on the air, and Ron Diaz said it was just awful, and I was like, he's right. It was awful, <laughs> and it still bothers me today. I'm like, he was right. How dare I let Ron Diaz down with a parody? And, but, I mean, that's the kind of thing that I care, that I care about. So uh, people... People who are just running their mouths. Uh, I, I don't know. Why were I talking about this, man? <laughs> I, don't know. In, I was leading into something. The construction guys. You were talking oh, yeah. to the Templar guy. Yeah. I. This is one of the great things that I've learned uh, that I think has alleviated a lot of stress and pressure for my life is the, first of all, the Galvin nope. When yeah, people yeah. want to talk to you, don't know. Nope. You just give a nope. nope. No, thank you. Uh, and then the other thing is, uh, what are they going to do? That's my thing. But this guy said, this isn't, and he stopped me going, what are they going to do? Yeah. No. What is the what, what is the worst case scenario? What are they? Well, this guy said if you don't pay him by Friday, what? Yeah. What is he going to do? Like that's that's where you go. Let's just be realistic about things, and that has made my life so much better. <laughs> that, I like to, along with my nope, is if somebody's like, "Yeah, Galvin, you suck," whatever. I go, so we're not going to be friends now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I was telling Joey in the beginning, uh, Spanish would be really uh, affected by people who were dogging them on the air yeah, on yeah, social media. Yeah. They'd be like, Spanish, you suck. And, blah, blah, blah. and Spanish was like, I don't know. I go, just be natural. Be you. Be right. And Spanish right back. Uh, I'm sorry to let you down. I love you. <laughs> and then they always write back. Oh, I'm just kidding. I yeah, love you, too. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that. just how it goes. Yeah. that's just how it goes. It's weird how that works. You just don't take it seriously. And then you stop and you think, that guy hates me. What is he going to do? Yeah. Mm. But I call that the "but will you die" thought. Mm, if that's he right. Just, will you die? No. Yeah. All right. So yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. That's now how I'm with my kids. I don't want to hear crying anymore. <laughs> yeah, no. Are you gonna die? No. Yeah. I'll tell you, yeah. mother. I don't care. Be, be careful though, because that's how my mom was my whole life. And now, you know, sometimes things get a little bit weird. She tries to be like emotional and loving. And I'm like, ah, get out of here. No, I'm definitely emotional and loving, but like my daughter. My daughter bangs her wrist on the wall, and she's like, I need a Band-Aid. I go, Band-Aids to stop blood, you idiot. There's no, you don't need a Band-Aid. I mean, come on. Maybe I don't want to. idiot's not the great yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, she's got to know why are we clotting yeah. uh, your elbow if there's no blood. That's an idiot would do that. So she needs to know exactly where Tell we Tell her, if you want a Band-Aid, yeah. I get to cut you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll give you a reason to have a Band-Aid. I don't think name-calling is necessary, but... It is. Carmen, did yeah. you realize how much... Uh, it impact. Listen, they always tell you you should never talk to your kids like that. Don't call them stupid. Don't call them idiots because they carry that with them for the rest of their lives. But then you look at, like, I looked at Joey and I was like, oh, he's at that age where I can just call him an idiot now. And I go, you're dumb. He'd come home and I go, what happened with this score? Oh, I forgot I had a test. I go, because you're an idiot. That's the Like, now it feels so much better to be able to say that to them. Yeah, I don't know. My, my, my stepfather would call me an idiot all the time when I was that age and it was. It made me feel like an but idiot. But he'd also he lock it. you on the porch. I yeah, don't do. Yeah. I brought my son a car. He called me a piece of ass and said I would never amount oh, to anything in my no, life. No, I've oh, never man, said that. Right? Never yeah. said that. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, oh. I've never said anything like that. Yeah. One time, my mom told me I 
will do nothing but bring shame to my family name. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, she nailed it, too. Yeah, she was yeah, right. You know what my mom did? She yeah. said, you're wonderful. Can I buy you a drum set? And I said, wow. yes. Thank yeah, you. And then yeah, my dad gave me a motorcycle. My, I could have went to my mother at any age in my life and said, I think I'm going to be a doctor. And she would have been like, you'll be the best doctor yeah. ever. Yeah. Like she was always, I think I'm going to be a stunt pilot. You'll be the best stunt pilot Oh, ever. I told you, we would practice down in our basement, and we would play, like, Metallica No Remorse and get the, done with it. And then my mom would open the basement door and go, ooh, I like that one. What's that called? <laughs> no Remorse. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. you gotta have, you got to have supportive parents yeah. on that, but also let them tell you when you're an idiot. Yeah. Sure. He- he used to tell my friends that I'd be a loser. He's like, oh, are he's going to. Yeah, like, why are you hanging out with him? He's going to be a loser. What did you do life. to him? Uh, I have no idea. He did I was like, no, 13, it's, 14. It's clearly, it's him. Yeah. He has problems. I know, it's and he's, Geo. Yeah. He's projecting on everybody else. Yeah. Why wasn't he mean to your sister? I, I don't. Probably because it was right. maybe it was his blood. I don't know. Yeah. But oh. they don't. They don't talk now. It's for the best. I wish we can call him. I got questions for it's him. It's like not even worth. Oh, that sister is his actual biological yeah. daughter. Yes. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, the ripe gotcha. one. That Joe yeah. said Dude. that. Yeah, Joe Dude. said it, not me. Ripe, 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 Chef's kiss. Ripe. Jerk off. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Oh man, that really there hasn't been that the idea of somebody being locked. Out on the porch like that as yeah. a child. In Florida. Hasn't, yeah. hasn't been that bad since we found out Carmen locked those. Was, her father oh, yeah. locked those girls yeah. in the basement. But Not he my would do, father. He would do it like on the down low. Like it would be like, oh, I forgot, oh, I forgot yeah. that I locked the door. Well, did I you 286 times a year. Oh. You live out there. It wasn't every night. It'd be like, you know, if we got in an argument or something happened, he'd be like trying Psychological to. Like, I got to tell you, Gio, I would have been kicking windows in. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I would just leave out the back door, but I couldn't get in the house. It's like middle of the night. You know, it's 100 degrees. So you were sneaking out, and he was locking you out. That's on you, bro. No, I (laughs) can't sneak out and then be like. I had to go somewhere. Like I, it's it's midnight, and I can't go to the best. So I just go and pee in the backyard, like Joe's. Yeah. Yeah. And then he would get mad at me because the bushes were dying where I would go pee every time. So I got in trouble for that. You got to move around. You got to move your spot. That was the thing. I didn't drink more water. I was, you know, fourteen years old. I didn't know any better. When I worked in in the docks in Bayonne. The mob guy needed to get rid of the guy who was the boss. And he just he couldn't kill him, couldn't do anything like that. So we just had to do a series of torture things to him that would make him so frustrated he would quit. Poor guy. Yeah, that's what you needed. Yeah. That's what you need to do back, you know. Yeah. You Instead couldn't just ask the him grass, to leave? Who the, the, the boss? You couldn't oh, just be the like, boss. You couldn't ask him to leave. Uh, he had yeah. a job. Except Uncle you know, June take care of him. That's why it's because you can't, you know, strong arm? Is that what the mob guys do? Yeah. I popped a tire on his car, allegedly. I went back in. I was like, I did it. And he goes, did you do all four of them? I go, no, I didn't do all four. And he goes, well, now he's just going to change his tire. <laughs> Damn it. And I go back out there and do all four tires. Doesn't have four tires. Yeah. <laughs> then then they were like, that'll teach him. And then the next day, the company bought him new tires and let him park it in the inside garage. And we were like, well, that backfired. That did work. Yeah. And I was like, we need to take the paint off car. I'm like, all right, well, yeah, yeah, just, I'll tell you what, this this life is so much easier. Yeah. yeah. Those adventures are fun, though. No. They're fun while you're doing them. Yeah, think about it. I would have been the one that got caught. Oh, Imagine yeah. if surveillance was then what it is now. Here I am on the yeah. camera. He popped one, then he went back and popped yeah. the other three. <laughs> Little fat idiot. What'd you pop? You can't stop. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right, let's take a break. When we come back from break, we'll come back with the uh, open letter in case you missed it earlier. And, and... We'll play a game. We'll give away some uh, some tickets. We got tailgate. We've got a bunch of other things for you to choose from. Before we go to break, though, I want to tell you about my friend Jeff Borum and the folks at Team 
Borum Keller Williams. If you need to sell your home, whether you're up against crunch time, you're like, I got to sell it because I already bought a new home and I need to get out of this home. That's what he does best. But you want Jeff to do it because if you think, well, uh, the market's great. I'm just going to sell my house now. Yeah, but you're not getting probably nearly the amount of money that you could get or a guy like Jeff could get because he knows how to market it correctly and put it in front of the people who he knows are desperate to buy homes, therefore getting you maybe $100,000 more for your home than the asking price, which is what he has done for multiple people who he sold homes for in the Tampa Bay area. That's right, in the Tampa Bay area, because Jeff, you hear about him on the radio, on the commercials, you can actually pick up the phone and call the office, and you can talk to Jeff or leave him a message, and he'll call you back, or anybody on his team. You can simply start by going to his website, teamborum.com. That's teamborum, B-O-R-H-A-M, or you can call his office at 866-308-7109. And you can say, look, I am uh, looking for my dream home, but I don't want to pay out the ass for it because I know the way the market's going right now, or I'm looking for myself you know, to sell my home and I want to maximize, or you just want to see what your options are. You're thinking about making some moves in the future, Jeff will lead you. Call Team Borum today. Go to teamborum.com. That is Team Borum, B-O-R-H-A-M, and tell them you heard about it on the Mike Calta Show. When we come back, we're giving away tickets. We'll do it next on 102.5 The Bone. You're listening to the Mike Cal- If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.